Good day, good day. This is your host, Mike Bigos, with Branding Made Simple. Wanted to come to you all this evening and just let you know that, man, it has been such a great week in the world of branding for your boy here. I have been having a ball being able to speak to other entrepreneurs and just want to welcome you to this segment of Branding Made Simple. Tonight, I'm going to dive right in and uh, just talk about positioning. You know, I had a, a boot camp that I did a beta boot camp early this week on Monday with a group of entrepreneurs, and it was a really great time. We I was able to dive into an extensive deck. It's about a two-hour uh, boot camp that I did, but I want to pull out some nuggets here for branding, and uh, specific to positioning your brand in the marketplace. And what am I talking about positioning? Well. You know, when you come in contact with the brand or with a particular product or service in the marketplace and commerce, you're going to have an experience with it. The way that messaging and imagery and, and verbiage and whatnot are used and colors are used within a brand identity system is what we call positioning. So we're really trying to position in your mind's eye as the client or the customer a certain type of thing, almost like imprinting upon your mind to have you think on a certain path. So when you're developing your brand for your business, it's important that you do this through the imagery, through the colors, through the typography, the iconography, textures and tones and voice, talking about your features and your benefits. So tonight, I just want to pull out a few things here that will uh, essentially help you to position your brand more effectively in the marketplace. So the first thing you want to do is uh, define your target persona. All right. You want to understand your target, uh, your, you know, your target market, as you often have heard it. Uh, we also talk about um, your persona as it pertains to your brand to being the first thing to do to determine your brand's voice. Understand the persona that you want to have. And you want to be able to capture these things and kind of personify uh, different things that you can use, different words rather that you can use when you're talking about your persona. So you want to identify who your target market is, where they search for information and some of the personal elements that most resonate with them. Right. So part of part of having a successful brand is not necessarily just having a good product or service, but being able to communicate how you can effectively solve the problems of your client or your customers is going to be very essential of how you can connect position your brand in their mind's eye of saying hey i want to make my brand irreplaceable to my customers because i solve problem x so if you can determine what the persona of your brand is and also the persona of your clients then you can also position your brand to be able to fix their problems and have them think of you first when getting ready to buy a product or service so the other part, the second part here is to determine your ideal communication channels. So one of the most important challenges is to communicate, you know, your brand to the marketplace. Entrepreneurs often struggle with this, and that's why I do the boot camps, because it's a great opportunity for them to dive and focus their energy and all the thoughts going around in their head about who they are and what they're trying to present. It just helps them focus it down to narrow it down to a different thing to or excuse me two different things to where they can now compartmentalize some of this information and then leverage that information to communicate a better story or product service to the customer so aligning the channel or understanding your communication channels of your customer is basically saying you know how do they typically shop you know what are their influences at this point what are they typically influenced by you know, do you have a 
early adopter type of market that you're appealing to? Or is your market more of the late adopters or the late majority of who your product and services may appeal to? You need to know that so that way you can effectively position your mark or your brand in the marketplace with the target audience that you're after. All right. Or that aligns with you, your tribe. Okay. The third thing we want to do is to be consistent, of course. You know, it's a cliche, of course. Oh, be consistent, be consistent. Consistency is the key to breakthrough. But yeah, being consistent and authentic in your messaging is going to be a great asset to your brand. The way you deliver your message and the language that you use is just as important as the, important as the actual content. It's just as important as the colors, the, the, the images, and the voice or tone that you that you actually derive. So think of how you hope to present your brand to your audience and then be sure to stay consistent when you do. If you're using fonts, use the same fonts. You know, if you're using colors, use the same colors. Don't variate from them because people are going to have inconsistent experiences with your brand, which lead to inconsistent results. And when you're looking to measure the effectiveness of your brand in the marketplace or your product or service, you want to be able to do it knowing that you've put a particularly consistent product out in the marketplace so that the data you're going to get should be on the same lines that way you can make better business decisions so no matter the nature of your business just make sure to be consistent all right remember the language the tone that you use need to match the personality of your brand on all channels and all mediums that you implement all right and the fourth thing here today is you want to establish an emotional connection by using or telling stories I mentioned this in another podcast before, but stories are the things or is the thing that really aligns us all. You know, the the, the last or excuse me, the, the earliest um, communications that we've had were stories and really continue to be stories. We fashion in them just a little bit of a different method nowadays, but stories are still at the forefront of making an emotional connection to your target audience, which essentially is how people make decisions. We like to think that people make a lot of rational decisions, but science tells us that we make a lot of irrational decisions because the part of our brain that actually is deciding is a part of the brain that has no capacity for language and it doesn't understand logic. It's the limbic brain, the, the most inner brain. And then the neocortex, which really is our outer brain, our, our homeo sapien brain, as they've called it. That's the brain that is dealing with logic and numbers and, and linear thinking and rationale and reasoning. So a lot of times we're spending time using words or phrases or different marketing ads that try to speak to the numbers or the features of a particular product and service when we really need to talk about the story that aligns us, that's going to tap into the feel of your particular client. All right. So people love stories. They connect them with the emotional level and drive them to the point of action, which is what we want. We want them to go from interested to buying. Right. And how do we do that? We have to take them along the way in, in a matter of speaking to where they can see themselves as, as the hero in the story that you're telling. So, you know, stories also prompt people to share your content and invite other people to directly engage with your brand and share your brand story on, on your behalf. They become brand ambassadors for you when their story aligns with your story or they see themselves in the story you're telling. So you ever have, you know, a situation that point this out is if you have a good looking lawn, you know, in your neighborhood, your neighbor is going to come up to you or you may be the neighbor to go up to them and say, hey, who cut your grass? You know, and they say, oh, let me tell you about this great, awesome lawn guy I have. He does this. He does that. He trims my hedges. He sprays this. He he does weed whack. I mean, he does a great job. And it's like, man, I, I don't have to worry about my lawn ever. 
Well, that's a benefit. That's a story that I like to be able to share myself. So if I want to tell that story, which I do, then I'm like, I'm going to be you know, asking my neighbor, well, can I have his number? Can you put me in contact with your lawn guy? Right. And he didn't tell me what kind of lawnmower he used. He didn't tell me how many people are on his on his team or staff. He didn't tell me how long it takes him to do it. He didn't even tell me the price. All he did was share the story and the benefit of the lawn guy's job that he's done. That makes me say, you know what? I want to have that story part of my life. Give me your lawn guy's information. So story aligns. It tells a story that we all can be invited into. And if you have your target audience already mapped out, there's a story that they're telling themselves already. See if you can find out what that story is. Align it with the story you're going to tell for your brand identity or for your product or service. And then just tell it and then keep telling it consistently. All right. So um, I want to talk now about, you know, the difference between uh, using features and benefits in regard to your brand. All right. There's a big difference, but there's a distinctive difference that I really want to hone in on because I noticed, you know, a lot of businesses out here, our entrepreneurs especially, are focused on speaking towards the features of their product or service as opposed to speaking more towards the benefits. Now, with that being said, you know, features, features are factual statements about what a product or service is, right? But benefits, benefits are not features at all benefits are actually the things that sell your product or service okay and benefits their statements about what a product or service does right benefits tell the customers how the product or service provides value to them they answer the question what's in it for me so if you're going to spend you know time generating copy and messaging for your brand and your business speak more towards the benefits a great example that I like to use with regard to this is Coca-Cola or Diet Coke. Um, Earlier in my podcast this week, I use this example and I, I do it because it's really simple to understand. If you haven't ever had a Diet Coke, uh, maybe you've had another diet, quote unquote, diet beverage before, right? But most diet beverages are trying to you know, get you to buy their product over another product based on the benefits and not the features, because frankly, the features are all very similar. You know, it's a low calorie, it's uh, you know, no sugar or low sugar, uh, it's low carbs or no carbs, it's X, ama- X amount of additives or preservatives versus none, it's organic. Those are all features that do mean something, but in the sea of all the products that are all very similar to this particular product that we're speaking of, in this case, Diet Coke, Diet Coke and Coca-Cola in general does a really great job at speaking to the benefits of drinking their beverage. So when they when they do their advertising, they're saying, quote unquote, look good, feel good, you know, because if you're drinking our drink, you're not putting on weight. So it becomes a benefit as opposed to just saying it's low calorie, low sugar, no sugar. So example, Coca-Cola speaks to you know, open happiness is what they say on their ads. Uh, refreshes, refreshing is on the other side of Coca-Cola or refresh on the, on the Coca-Cola side of, of life. Um, tray tables down, Coke's in the upright position. You know, basically they show images of people being extremely happy, having a great time, enjoying life, all while drinking a Coke or a Diet Coke, okay? And when you're using these things, 
uh, Starbucks does a really great job as well. They they use very expressive words in their tone and voice that you you can personify. And we're talking about benefits. The benefit of drinking something from Starbucks versus something from, let's say, Wawa or 7-Eleven is how they present their product to you versus, you know, with images and, and nice fluffy words compared to uh, just price, you know, hey, coffee for a dollar. Well, if you're only worried about getting coffee for cheap, then great. Go to 7-Eleven. But if you actually want to have a drinking experience, Starbucks does a really great job at creating those experiences for you without even you having tasted something. They they say things like smooth and creamy, crafted for you. Um, they use things like bold espresso cascades through light, fluffy layers of foam topped with drizzled caramel or caramel, depending on what part of the country you're from, right? You know, a flaky, buttery cinnamon pastry that pairs perfect with your coffee or tea. I mean, these are all very descriptive words that you don't have to be, you know, really in tune with your emotions to even understand or even picture what they're saying to you. Now, I'm just reading this off of a screen, but you can actually picture a flaky, buttery, cinnamon pastry. You know, you can you can, you know, envision a smooth and creamy uh, a beverage that's crafted just for you. It's got whipped cream and it's, you know, it looks chilled and all those things. And, and frank, frankly, it's, it's really not hard to do if you really understand not only your client, target audience, but also how to speak to the benefits of your product. You know, benefits are, again, are the things that are going to help you uh, or help your client understand, you know, how your product is going to help them survive or thrive and how you're going to make them feel what the benefit or value is to them having come in contact with your with your brand, your product and or service. And really what we're trying to get after is we want to make your brand, your product, your service irreplaceable in the marketplace. Apple, because it's easy to understand, right? Apple does a really great job to say, hey, when you want a certain type of experience with an electronic device, say a laptop, uh, you know, an iPhone, an iWatch, um, you know, an Apple, I, Apple TV, the way they design it, you know, the hardware is one thing, but the software is another. But then the user experience in the, in the software that they use and how you interact with that software is all of its own. It's very proprietary. There is no substitution for Apple. If you're on Amazon, you're looking for a product that's comparable or it's it's uh, compatible with Apple. Yeah, you can find many knockoffs or imitation versions. But the reality is, is that, man, there might be a little bit of skepticism in the back of your mind when you go to purchase that because, you know, you know, you know that, hey, this is not an actual Apple product because there is no substitute for an active uh, Apple product. However, you know, I know I may not want to pay the Apple price. So I'm going to take a hit. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to be a little risky and buy another product, you know, from Amazon that's compatible with Apple, but I'm not buying an Apple. And that's what we want your brand to be. We want you to get to a place where your brand, what you're offering, what you're providing, where you can buy it, how the experience is, it's irreplaceable in the marketplace. That is a benefit to me as a consumer. So in talking about positioning, um, one thing that you can do is speak to internal positioning. Another type of, of, of positioning is an only a statement. You know, we're the only company that does this and does it this way in this particular region or city or country, you know, and the benefit that it has to a customer by, by using you as opposed to your competition. 
And then, you know, of course, we've all heard of the elevator pitch. But when you're using an elevator pitch, you want to position it in a sense, not just tell them about what it is that you have to offer. So um, I'll give you an example because I've done it for myself. I, I wouldn't be much of a brand specialist, right? If I didn't have a really relative elevator pitch. So mine sounds like this. You know, I told you I do boot camps and my elevator pitch sounds like this. My Focus Branding Bootcamp is an interactive workshop that allows entrepreneurs to discover their why and clearly position their brand in the marketplace so they can get noticed and grow their business. So that's my elevator pitch. That's my positioning statement that says, hey, you know, I'm talking about entrepreneurs that can interact in a really cool workshop for branding, discover their why, clar clarify their position and their brand in the marketplace. They can get noticed and they can grow their business as a result. So if you're into that, if that's where you are in your business or in life, then that's going to sound interesting. If we want to have more conversation, we can. If I want to go find out more, then I will. But I want to have something that's captivating. So the only a statement is, is saying the same type of thing. It was just saying, hey, uh, my focus branding bootcamp is the only bootcamp that's run online or in person that creates a specific feature or benefit for a specific customer in a specific city looking for certain features or benefits so that they can experience another benefit. So there's a lot of fill in the blanks in that statement. You know, it sounded very run on, but there's a lot of fill in the blanks, frankly. And it's just saying that, hey, if you're looking for this, we're the only ones or very few or maybe the top of the chain of three or four, maybe a handful of particular companies or businesses that do the same type or very similar type of product or service. But anyway, that's an only estate. So, again, the internal positioning really speaks to if you have your team, you know, if you have a team, if you have a small partnership or boutique firm or or, or, or a small team of professionals providing services, you know, cleaning or or um, what's another one? Oh, even coffee. You know, if you're providing beverage services, they're saying, hey, your your particular business provides fill in the blank of what you do to fill in the blank of the type of customer, you know, your target audience in a and you want to fill this in with a certain type of voice or tone you know, in the environment while helping them feel at the benefit and then giving them another benefit. So that sounds very choppy, but really what I'm saying is, is that you want to position it as an internal thing of saying, hey, we provide something for a particular type of customer with care and concern or care and empathy, you know, in an environment while helping them feel a certain way and giving them a certain benefit. So that's a very internal type of focus for features and benefits or positioning statement rather. Um, but again, it's very important that you can use, you know, your how, your what, your why, and some of the values or benefits of your brand and craft a clear, you know, positioning statement. And one of my favorite things here to round this particular podcast out is the one liner. Now this takes your values and benefits, your mission, you know, and your vision and possibly your why you know, but it really encompasses all of that. And a one liner is using all of that to to craft one sentence or a blurb. And that one blurb is really a three part sentence. So if you imagine I'm going to be speaking in three parts with this one sentence that says, hey, I'm going to identify your problem as my customer. I'm going to explain a plan or a way in which I can help you get from here to there. Right. And then I'm going to successfully or excuse me, I'm going to speak to a successful ending 
of this particular story that I'm trying to tell through this one liner. So that way you can see yourself in that story. So again, it's a three part sentence. I'm going to identify my audience's problem. I'm going to explain my plan to help them. And then I'm going to articulate the successful ending to this particular story that I'm telling. So why is this important? Well, the value is really derived from understanding what the problem is. Remember early on, I said, hey, we want to know what the problem is for our customers. That way we can solve their problem and we can make ourselves irreplaceable in their lives. So the problem makes the product or service valuable. So people are blowing me up over here. Let me turn this off. Sorry about that, but hey, this is life, right? So yeah, the problem makes the product valuable or the service valuable. So you can start off your sentence, your one-liner by saying, most people struggle with dot, dot, dot. Or you know how a lot of people feel about dot, dot, dot. Or a lot of people are afraid to dot, dot, dot. So it's really like a conversation, but if you think about it, if I start off with saying most people struggle with, then I'm saying to myself, or excuse me, I'm saying to my customer, I understand your problem. I understand the problem and I have a solution for you. And when I'm done telling you about the solution, or the process to get to the solution, you're going to have a happy ending. And the happy ending is going to look like this. So, um, what the problem? You know, what's the what's the customer's problem? You want to be specific. You want to make sure it's a pain point that they actually have, and you want to get it down to a sound bite. So, here's an example. Here's an example. This is from a pet store. All right. Um, if you're a pet owner, maybe you empathize with this, maybe not, but we'll see. But here's from a pet store. This is what a good one-liner sounds like. It's short and simple. Here we go. Pet owners are concerned about what their pets are really eating. That's the problem. Okay. Pet owners are really concerned about what their pets are eating. So we source our food from trusted local vendors. That's part of that plan. That's part of that solution that I'm speaking to. Let's mean, let you know as a customer that, Hey, I understand you have a problem about what, you know, you're concerned about your pets eating. And I want to let you know that we source our food from trusted local vendors, right? And then I'm going to speak to the, the solution. So it sounds again, pet owners are concerned about what their pets are really eating. So we source our food from trusted local vendors, which ensures your pet stays happy and healthy. So here again, a really short blurb that addresses the problem. It speaks to the plan or the solution that I can provide. And then also speaks to the happy ending or the successful picture of a happier, healthier pet. If in fact you take me up on this offer, if in fact you use the product or service that I'm offering you for your pet, right? So again, it's a three part sentence, problem, the plan or solution that you're offering, and then a successful picture at the end. I'll give you another example. Here's from a financial advisory uh, type of company or firm. It says most people can't get their head around their financial future. So we crafted a financial map that puts all your information into a weekly dashboard, giving you the peace of mind about your finances. So again, most people can't get their head wrapped around their financial future. That's a problem or that's an anxiety. So we've crafted a financial map, which is part of the plan that puts the info into a weekly dashboard. That's the solution, giving you peace of mind about your finances. That's the outcome or the successful happy ending that you're looking for. So it's just as simple as that short sentence or blurb that can speak to the problem, the plan, the solution and the successful ending. So when you're doing that, it's all about simplicity and clarity. Keep it to a sound bite. Don't get long winded. Don't put too much 
uh, uh, verbiage in it because the more you put in there, the more now I have to think about. And simple is clear. You know, I read a book before it says clear is kind. Clear is kind, simple and clear. And when you put simplicity and design and clarity and add that to the messaging, it's, it's really the recipe for a strong and lasting identity. I truly believe that. Simplicity and design and clarity in your message is the recipe for a strong and lasting identity. Um, so that's it for tonight. I wanted to make sure I tried to get this out to you short and sweet. I hope that was helpful. Again, if you want to connect with me, you can do so at focusbranding at gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at focusbranding. So again, if you have any questions, if you want me to talk about anything particular, um, I'll be happy to hear from you. Got a lot going on these days here with all the branding that's circling around the world. So I wanted to make sure that this helps, makes branding simple for you and addresses any concerns or anxieties you may have as it pertains to how to position your brand in the marketplace, make yourself irreplaceable and create some brand ambassadors. So I hope this was helpful. Again, my name is Mike Bigos, your local branding specialist, and this has been Branding Made Simple. Take care and I'll see you on the next episode. Holla.